it's so funny because when Boog asked me to share, I was at like on one of the most beautiful hikes I've ever been on and I was staring at this waterfall and I had like no service where we were, but I got this text, hey, can you preach on this day? And I was like, at that moment, everything was yes, of course. <laughs> I'm like sitting here in like what felt like the Garden of Eden. It was the most beautiful thing ever. Um, but I didn't at the time take into consideration like it was winter formal weekend and he was out of town and I'm like running all over the place. And so needs to say there's like 10, 16, 15-year-old girls in my house <laughs> last night. But I just closed the door and anyway, the Lord's, it, it's fine. <laughs> Here I am. So <clears throat> need the, the, the slides, whatever. There might be some typos in there. But um. And then after I get home, and I'm like, okay, so what are you teaching on? Like, what, am, what are you? And he goes, spiritual discipline. And I was like, ah, okay. Um, because when I hear the, those words, I think about all the disciplines and all the things, like, that I fall short of, at in those areas. <clears throat> but what I feel like the Lord started doing with me, especially um, in the past couple of weeks, as we've been talking about what spiritual discipline is, is how important it is for us to understand what healing is, to be able to have um, some of these disciplines. In other words, can spiritual discipline really happen without a desire to be healed? And um, recently, I, as I was saying, I just was on like the trip of a lifetime. I didn't it was just three of us, not all the roses went, I was given this opportunity to do yoga. And I don't really do that very much ever because to me, it, I have a really hard time like sitting still. I love the idea of practicing and I think it's beautiful and wonderful, but it's just not something that I do. And um, there is like this, you could just like do yoga on the sand, you know, and I'm like, oh my God awesome, how amazing, I'm going to go, you know, let's do this, I have the time, I'm here, and I meet Wilson, this little Filipino man, and he and I are staring, and I'm like, where is everyone else, like, this is a massive resort, no one else is here to do yoga on this gorgeous beach, what is going on, and he goes, I think it's just going to be you and me, and I was like, oh God, <laughs> I'm like, I, well, I have, uh, okay, I'm, I'm not, I, I'm really, really, I'm not very stretchy. <laughs> he goes, it's going to be fine. It's going to be great. So he leads me through this practice. And of course, like halfway through, I'm like almost in tears because it's so beautiful and amazing. And I'm like, this is exactly what I need to be doing. And, <clears throat> and then at the end of the, d the day, he, he says, or the whatever time, he goes, will you be back tomorrow? And I was like, I don't know. <laughs> That's like, okay, maybe. I'm like, well, I'm going to see if I can get all of the other people that we're staying with to come with us because this is so incredible. So, of course, I tell everyone, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, we're going to go. Seven in the morning comes, and they're like, not going. So, and it's raining. So I show up, and then it's just me and Wilson again. <laughs> we do the practice, and again, it's just like this incredible, beautiful time. And at the end of the time, I'm like, God, I just really wish I could do this when I go home. Like, I want to do this. And he goes, you know, I've been looking at you and I've been watching you and you have all the parts 
on the outside. You're strong. You can do this. Like, this, is, this would be really good for you because everything's really good out here. He goes, but you're inside need some work (laughs) and I was like great but when he said that I really feel like it was kind of like the voice of God kind of saying like you know we these spiritual disciplines we can like spend and discipline working out whatever it is I mean I I am a very disciplined person truly I am and I do work really really hard doing a lot of things and we can do that with the spiritualist. We can pray. We can fast. We can, you know, serve others. We can do all of those things. But in doing those things, if we're not doing it with an attitude or a desire to actually experience God's healing for us, um, it's not going to do very much and so I guess what I'm trying to say is there's so much more than just the exercise of it there's a point where we have to just say I really want this I need this um but it's hard for us to see how desperately we do need it (laughs) um Culturally, like, when we look at where we fall short, because Wilson really did point out, like, there's a lot of stuff that you need to work on, you know, just to be able to breathe and slow down. And, and, and it brought me to the understanding of, like, you know what? We all have stuff. Like, we all have brokenness and woundedness and things that we need to work on the inside. And it's so easy culturally for us to only think about healing when we're dying, <laughs> when we're desperate. And, and it's at those moments that we want to go to the Lord and, and just beg him to heal us. Sometimes we can hide behind the practice of spiritual discipline. <clears throat> we can do all the things but we don't really have that desire to really be healed. Because isn't that the way it all starts with Jesus? I mean, if we look at scripture over and over again, we see that Jesus' interactions almost always begin with a healing. (laughs) Right? We see people wanting and running or reaching or doing whatever they can to get a piece of him. And when they do, it seems time after time that Jesus responds to those who realize that they need to be healed. And I feel like so many of us have forget, forgotten that it takes that desire and that want to heal our broken hearts to face some of the woundedness of our past or some of the things that have brought us to this point or this need to get better and to know him more. It's funny because I 
as I was studying for this and looking at it, I, I literally was like, wow, every time Jesus interacted with people, there was, he did not ever um, have conditions for that, right? There was no prerequisite. Half of them weren't Jews. He didn't ask them to become Jews before healing them. There was no evidence um, of him asking anyone to do anything before he healed them. Once they were in that presence of him and he healed them, there was a desire to know more of him and to grow in those spiritual disciplines, to become more of what he wanted them to become. And so I, I continually, like, am asking myself the question, like, okay, so what does that mean? Like, what does it mean for me to, to be healed? And every time I look in the scripture, it basically, it means there's a desire to want to enter in to this letting go of the pain or the wound or the process. Um, and healing requires discipline. And this discipline can bring about healing when you allow that constant interaction with the Lord, that constant, like, I need your help. And those spiritual disciplines will... Um, start to <clears throat> basically naturally arise. You start being drawn to pray, and it's important for us to know that this is an action word, that, that the spiritual disciplines don't always... It's hard for me to put into words, and I keep... I've, I've, it's almost as if we have to make a decision to know that like we're all broken, that we all need to be healed, that when we look at those parts of ourselves that have either been passed on to us, those injuries, those wounds, those pains, we understand that we cannot become what God wants us to become unless we actively participate with him. And when we experience the Holy Spirit and we understand that divine presence, it's only then that you can begin to be healed and that that discipline practice begins. And when we stop understanding how important it is to be healed, then I feel like we've lost the beauty of what God can do with our pain and our suffering. And as we desire to be healed, that drive and our desire for intimacy with Christ becomes more incredible and it instills within us the desire to have this discipline. One other thing that I've been learning so much more about as far as this process of healing is that um, when we practice those spiritual disciplines, we might feel frustrated, like we're not receiving or the healing isn't happening the way that we want it to. <clears throat> and 
And sometimes I feel like we go through the rhythm and the motions as far as like, we get up, we pray, we do these things, but we aren't actively asking God to enter in because we might be afraid of what that healing might be. If you don't expect God to do something, I don't think that it will happen. And if you don't go to him with the desire and the want and the understanding of the need to be healed, then I'm not sure that <clears throat> we will actually experience the change. God does not come unwanted. If you want to be healed, you must desire him to heal you. And until we say it, then he, his presence might be among us, but the active, almost dance, as, as one would say, doesn't happen until you enter in. This is definitely an active, participating situation. Spiritual discipline, to me, first requires an acknowledgement of like, yikes, I need help. I need to become whole. And then once we acknowledge that and we actively ask the Lord to participate, then we can begin to see incredible things. Um, I have uh, some stuff that I was reading from Richard Foster, and it really, truly helped me to understand a little bit more about the importance of spiritual discipline and how important it is for us to basically put our feet in the water and get our feet wet and be willing to be healed. Um, so I'm just going to read a couple of them because I feel like they were really helpful for me to understand this whole process of understanding the need to be healed and asking the Lord to participate in the healing so that we can <clears throat> develop those disciplines. The disciplines are a grace as well as a discipline. There is an ease, a naturalness that flows as we walk with God. Some people are not ready for certain disciplines and so should be kept from doing them. We should never encourage each other to embrace the disciplines until there is an internal readiness. Until we're ready to say, yes, I need, I need you to heal me to make me whole. Jesus was a man of spiritual discipline, but his life did not put people in bondage. It set them free. These disciplines are here to set us free, to bring us to the Father, to the healer, to bring us to a point and a place where our healing can be our greatest gift where our pain and our suffering can be what brings others to Jesus. The disciplines are not a set of pious exercises for the devout. They are a trumpet call to a freely gathered, martyred people who now know the life 
and powers of the kingdom of God. In other words, <clears throat> they are a trumpet of call to a broken group so that they could know the freedom of God. Disciplines will not make you righteous. <laughs> they simply place us before God. The disciplines are a means of grace to lead us into grace itself. It is by these disciplines that we are led to Jesus. We cannot have love without having joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. These all describe a single reality, but this is very similar with the spiritual discipline. Some people will get intrigued with fasting, thinking that this one thing <laughs> will really lead them to God. or simplicity, or all the different other ideas that we have that we can do these in order for us to become closer to God. But I feel like there's so much bigger of a picture that the disciplines are basically an organic whole, as Foster would say. That this life is not pleasing by religious duties, but by the sheer point of reaching out <laughs> and asking to be healed and to become whole and to hear God's voice and obey his word. Because once we practice, begin to start doing these things, that is when we get to hear him. It is through our healing that we are able to really hear God's word and do what he's calling us to do and get the responses that we're desperately asking for. No description of spiritual discipline exhausts the way God works. He will probably teach us spiritual exercises with nobody, which nobody has written anywhere. I love this. There isn't really any format. <laughs> there is just a willingness to be healed and to become whole and to allow the healer to heal you. <clears throat> there is a very dangerous pitfall. It's the temptation to study the disciplines. And this is where my time with Wilson kind of comes back around without really experiencing them. to praise the, the thing or the discipline. But it's something amazing to actually submit to it. That we would understand God's call for us to jump into it and that he would give us the grace to do that. That we would be willing to get our feet wet and dance. It takes two to tango. <laughs> I think about that so much in this situation. 
once we ask him to dance with us, it's incredible what he will do with our pain and our heartbreak and our brokenness. And the spiritual disciplines are just ways in which we can make our dance even more beautiful, honestly. But it's so important for all of us to understand that no matter what, no matter what your upbringing or who we are or where we come from, we are broken. And that's why Jesus came. (laughs) And in acknowledging that and our need for that and knowing that he came and that we are healed, that we can be whole. Through these acts, through this commitment to allowing him to do that and these disciplines, when they are led by the Lord and once we make that commitment, um, will reveal to us exactly what we need to do and what what he's asking of us and um, and really make beauty of our woundedness. So I guess one of the things that I just keep praying and hoping that people understand is the importance of the participation and the willingness. Um, it was hard to communicate in the beginning, but I just... I think it's so important for us to understand that we all need to know that it doesn't happen until we ask for it and we want it and it's our heart's desire and it's everything in us to become closer, to understand more God's love for us and his purpose um, in everything, in even our deepest, darkest pain, that he would be able to begin to turn our pain into his glory, which is why we're here. (laughs) So thanks for listening, and um, I just pray that we would this week understand and know um, how important it is for us to, to participate. And Boog will continue teaching about the spiritual disciplines, but Um, I think the one thing I can't get out of my head is there's no description that I could give you about spiritual discipline that exhausts the way God works, that he might teach us spiritual exercises that no one has written anywhere. We all have things that God's calling us to do, different yoga poses, I should say, that will stretch us and take us places we never thought we'd go. But unless we do the dance with him, we won't be very limber. <laughs> Father God, thank you so much for this time. And Lord, I just, we want you. And I know I do. My desire is, Lord, for, for me to allow you to lead the dance, to invite you in. Um, no matter how uncomfortable or painful or whatever. And I pray that for us as a church, Lord, that we would be willing um, 
to participate so that we could experience your spirit um, and what it means to have a spiritual life. We pray these things in your name.